War, 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 we're going to war, it's a war, we're in a war, war, war with a virus, we're in a war, it's a war, the war is on, we're in a war, the front lines, the people on the front lines, the heroes. We're in a war with a virus, we're in a war with nature. That's what we're saying, we're at war with nature, we're in a war, in a war, everywhere you look, we're talking about a war with nature. Are we saying what we think about when we don't think about what we're saying? Who the hell knows? War is hell, and we're at war. And here to talk about it is my friend Joe Gooch from across the pond, as they say, in the UK. He's an actor, he's a funny man, he's an impressionist, he's made a little name for himself online doing impressions and skits and things like this. He's a one-man show. But oh yeah, he also is a a thoughtful, understanding kind of guy who had sort of a oneness-y wake-up call, let's call it. Well, actually, let's hear him describe it. In fact, I try to describe it during the episode, and apparently I get it wrong. So let's just get to my friend here, Joe Gooch, as we almost pick up where we less less left off. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want this to be an entire season about COVID-19, but I got a feeling it's going to permeate a lot of these episodes. This episode is done in the vein of Dispatches from Deep Listening, the writing pathless path on the OurUndoing.com website. How better to listen deeply than with another person in the room? or at least on Skype, from thousands of miles away. Take it away, Joe and me. Joe, thanks for doing this with me. Hello. You're welcome. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, so you, you did an hour and doing special where um, I believe you'd had sort of a onenessy experience that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, could be encapsulated as a spontaneous... Um, understanding of the interconnecting nature of all things. Would that be fair? Well, I think it's more like a realization that uh, it was more to do with the that well, the self and uh, the fact that the self doesn't exist. Um, so so not it's, fair. What I said, tied in not, with, not fair at all. <laughs> <laughs> not fair okay, at all. Well, no, but that's what it's tied in. Because of, put it in your own words. What what was it? It was a uh, the self isn't real. Yeah, it was just the realization that because everyone talks about the self, we're, we're, all these books about self-help, everything's about self-finding yourself, but there is no self-defined because it's a construct which we create throughout our lives to interact with each other. But these are all created selves that are formed, well, they're formed primarily, I suppose, by how your brain is formatted. So you might be good at one thing or not so good at something else. So that creates a part of yourself, then how other people react to you, your experiences in life, that creates this self. But it's all a construct which you're using to interact in this world that we're in. Um, but ultimately, what, re- what realized itself in me was, was that fact that it is just a creation. This self doesn't need to be destroyed. You don't have to overcome anything. This self, you just got to realize that it doesn't actually exist and what you actually are is the conscious awareness behind that self, you know, like like Oz behind the curtain. Yeah. Okay, so 
Now, you had that realization a number of years ago at this point. And well, know, yeah, only about, only about two, if, if that, one and a half, maybe. Well, you're one and a half or two, yeah. That's a couple of years. <laughs> okay, good. Well, let's, let's get these facts That's straight. A number, a number of years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, two, two and a half Sorry, years. time flies. You, you've, <laughs> you've had time flies when it doesn't exist. Um, so, you've had exactly. a couple of years to. Uh, I mean, it, it's an interesting time to have had that epiphany, right? Or to have that realization um, because now you're watching all of these selves that don't exist sort of run around going mad. At least that's kind of the way it feels <laughs> yeah. here in the U.S. Does it feel that way in the U.K.? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, people are posting stuff saying, oh, you know, I can't handle this. You know, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do, this, that. Everyone's sort of, everyone's grasping at things. You know, they've got this like, just stop, just calm down. I suppose everyone's looking for that because of the culture that we live in in the West of, you know, people want things, they want to be entertained. The whole nature of the internet and like Twitter especially is like, it really pulls you into like an addictive side of your personality because like things refresh quickly. Now they've got this auto refresh on Twitter, it's even worse. And now everyone's sort of stuck indoors Without even yeah, people people well, are cracking up. It here seems. it seems critical um, machinations. I mean, it seems as though the globe, in its own way, to greater and lesser extents, has sort mm. of taken a hard right turn to at least what we call the right wing to conservatism. To but not just conservatism, like crazy, <laughs> crazy people conservatism. Yeah. Trump and you, of course, at least yeah. have a guy in charge. Yeah. Looks like he fell yeah. off of Trump and kept yeah. growing. Uh, but I, I think he's probably still slightly more sane than Trump. I mean, what what is your read of, of the political situation? Uh, well, it's just insane. We've had 10 years of this government basically running the country into the ground, running our national health service into the ground, um, basically privatizing everything they can get their hands on so they can carve it up and sell it off to their billionaire backers, um, like our, our mail system. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, well, that was sold off. Um, and so even despite that, and even despite people seeing in their own communities um, how this government has affected their community, like the rising food banks, homelessness, uh, all kinds of stuff like that, the social impacts of the policies, yet they still voted for more of the same <laughs> in the last election with someone who's like a, you know, he's a, what I call him a pound shop bargain bin Churchill wannabe, um, because that's basically what he is. But, but but people like him because he's he's got funny hair, <laughs> and he, he talks a lot of far right sort of racist rubbish. You know, like Trump. He's basically our, you know, a pound shop Trump Churchill wannabe. Yeah. So is that different? Like. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, did it feel as though a switch was thrown somewhere in the ether and people who you even, maybe you knew them personally, maybe you knew them peripherally, who never talked like that, suddenly became that? Or or is your circle of people, friends, and even like Facebook friends who you may not know, but you know peripherally, have they basically remained the same people over the years through this? Yeah, most yeah, most people I know are the uh, well, most people I know, apart from you know, maybe a few sort of family members or uh, or associates or you know, my 
have voted for that party in any way. But most of my friends are more left-leaning and wouldn't, and there's no way they'd vote for this party. I mean, there's no way I'd vote for them ever. But, um, but it's, it's just bizarre because, like, because on the left we had the, uh, Je- uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who was the who was the Labour candidate, and it, on going back to Twitter again, it seemed like he was he had at least a chance of either at worst forming a coalition government, but at best getting into being the prime minister. Because on Twitter, you'd see every, everywhere he went, there'd be like thousands of people going. But yeah, everywhere Boris Johnson went, he'd be heckled and shouted at, which is still the case today. But yet. Yeah, he won with a landslide victory, and like people who've never voted for that party before, and then vote for the other party all their lives because of various you know, family reasons and sort of industrial regions in their area, suddenly voted for him. That's like, what are you doing? It's, like, it's a kind of insanity. I just do not, I just can't, cannot understand the mindset of people wanting to go down that road for somebody who's clearly a charlatan and a racist idiot, basically. Yeah, and here with Trump, we see that he has screwed up the response to the COVID virus six ways from Sunday, and yet his approval rating for his handling of the COVID virus is uh, it's like 60% approval rating. <laughs> I mean, how is this? What are we doing? Uh, it just... well, 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 one, I mean, these approval ratings, I mean, there was a similar thing this weekend came out about Boris Johnson having a really high approval rating, but that was only based on interviewing a thousand people. Like, I don't know who these thousand people were, if they were they voted for him or not. So it's like, well, can you really extrapolate that for the whole country? If you can, that's just insane. <laughs> people must just have, it's like a death cult at this rate. It's just, you know, people vote for Trump, people vote for Boris Johnson. It's like a death cult. It's like, you just, are they praying for it? Are they hoping the apocalypse is going to happen? We seem to be heading that way. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're sort of hitting what I'm, I've been wondering um, in a way, which is, is this all a global death cult or a global suicidal impulse response to, you know, when the self at large, you know, the societies that we've built in the name of westernization and capitalism and all of that, when all of that we see at the end here isn't working and in fact is going to be the thing that drives us to our grave physically – uh, do we respond to that ahead of time? Do we get ahead of that curve and respond <laughs> mentally and start trying to create death situations? Um, but really, all of this is us, in the spirit sense, talking to ourselves about uh, about how the self is an illusion. <laughs> you know, the the very thing that we've been holding on to and protecting and promoting and, and identifying as isn't true. And so you can either, you know, get right with that or get depressed. Yeah, but that's the trouble because, because our culture, our Western culture is so self-obsessed and it's all about um, adding to that self that doesn't exist. It just seems that craziness is sort of grasping at even more of what, what you can add to that self. You know, this panic, this panic because of the coronavirus, it seems like people want to, they're panicking even more, and so they're adding even more to that self. They want even more sort of stimulus, and because they're cooped up in the house at the same time, it's creating this perfect storm of of what what's well, like like an insanity almost. Uh, well, that's that's interesting because I don't think you know where I live, I'm isolated anyway, so I'm not experiencing the the insanity portion. But from 
what I'd seen so far, it seems like people are, you know, singing on their rooftops, or at least they've gone through the stages, right, of like kumbaya, singing on their rooftops, and you know, soon it's going to turn into look <laughs> at me, uh, which is perfect for you because you're a YouTube sensation, right? So you, you can really make out like a bandit in this this apocalypse. Twitter sensation, maybe. You're Mark Hamill's favorite Twitter feed. Let's put it that way. Is that fair? Don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) In any event, uh, you do a lot of of fun videos. Um, But I think a lot of people are going to start doing a lot of fun videos and trying to be the look at, have the look at me moment, look at me, even more so. yeah, than normal. In well, that's story. what we're seeing with celebrities like you know, like Madonna doing videos in the bath and singing into a hairbrush about fried fish. It's like, what, what the hell is that? <laughs> that sounds like, like a Monty Python routine. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't seen it. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, as you say, oh, I've been doing a lot of videos lately, but I just get these sparks of creativity, and that's how I, I express it. But you know, I'm sure you can say the same with Madonna, but it seems like. <laughs> Really? That seems like quite a desperate, desperate plea for us all. Look at me, look at why? Madonna, you're one of the biggest stars in the world. How <laughs> much more attention do you need? Well, there, there's the thing in psychology of, um, you know, if you can't stand being with yourself, there's a problem, right? And so you could say from the psychological point of view, this is people who, who can't, who haven't learned or, you know, haven't been taught or whatever, how to just be with themselves, how to be alone. Um, and maybe that's good enough. Maybe that's the problem. But I just think that there's the deeper thing of even that self isn't worth being with. <laughs> and you know it. Like deep down, well, yeah. you know that this is all yeah. a fraud. And the only way that you're ever going to not repress that is to be stuck in an isolation chamber with yourself. <laughs> yeah, so maybe this sort of period of insanity is a necessary step on that path to realizing you know, it'll either go one of two ways. You'll either realize, hold on a minute, this is all nonsense, or you'll just go utterly insane. <laughs> well, so and this is the, this is the thing. I think, I think it feels like that's true, but I think it's a, not a real choice. Like, I think the the fact is we're going to go insane. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, because I think we're so, <laughs> like, everything about us is set up to be us. Well, we're already insane, aren't we? We already believe in a self that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, and so... T- to that end, the thing that I see here, again, going back to politics, just because it's so in your face because there's been this presidential primary with the Democrats and all of that. I mean, the thing that you see is the same thing that you've already talked about, which is you've got this actual liberal candidate in Bernie Sanders, and then you've got everyone else. And, of course, we're told by the media to choose anyone else because he represents a real change to the system exactly. and can't have that. Exactly. But the thing is, the people who consider themselves liberal, who are the boomers, who used to be the hippies, who fought for civil rights and feminism and go down the list, uh, they too seem to say en masse, eh, we want Joe Biden. We want the guy who probably has dementia <laughs> Uh, will bring us back to just before Trump got into office, the situation that brought us to Trump in the first place, that's good enough Mm -hmm. because that's familiar. We're scared, all of that. And then they put Bernie off on the kids. They're like, well, the kids didn't come out to vote for him, so it's their fault. (laughs) Like where? Because, you know, you trust kids to vote, right? 
where are the parents? <laughs> Why doesn't anyone care? Why does anyone think like, and I'm talking about now the smart people in the room, the people who consider themselves to be politically savvy and paying attention and not like those Trump voters are in a sense doing Trump light, uh, but they don't see it. So is that, is that the inevitability? Is that where we go? I mean, do we end up nailing our own coffin shut instead of actually just sitting still for a second to, I don't know, change our minds? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's just the pendulum is just going to swing far the other way, isn't it? Maybe not as in far left, but just because it will go back as far away from Trump as you can get, but which will still take us back to that kind of sort of George Bush sort of. I mean, George Bush is looked at as like this cuddly sort of guy now. He <laughs> seems to have forgotten the uh, Iraq war and 9-11 and a complete whitewash that was. It's like, really? But people have short memories, you know. That's why, uh, you know, it's like why in the UFO community people are still talking about the same things over and over again because people have short memories or they fall out of it and then new people come along. It's just... It's sad when you put it that way. That yeah, I suppose. basically said George Bush is, is uh, would be a swing to the left. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's not, well yeah, I suppose it's, it's a swing to what's perceived as normality politics. That's what it would be, wouldn't it? You know, let's go to the good old days of, you know, we had a guy in a suit who could, you could kind of talk. He was, I know George Bush is not a good example, but, you know, sort of, okay, Obama, you know, something in a, a suit who could read the order cue well, you know, he's quite a personable guy, you know, I mean, he was still killing kids with drones in Yemen, but, you know, it was a bit more, uh, you know, he could speak well and he wasn't a, an idiot like like uh, Donald Trump, so it's going to swing more to that way. But whether it could swing to Bernie Sanders, I mean, Jeremy Corbyn was basically the Bernie Sanders of the UK or the other way around, or however you want to put it, but... But obviously the media weren't going to let him, the billionaires aren't going to let you vote away their money. So there was no way that he was going to get in, unfortunately. But if he had got in, that would have been better for everyone. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, just, I guess I find this um, an interesting time for the simple fact that, like before, I could just say the media. I could just say, well, people are being brainwashed by the media. People are being, you know, the whole... Uh, democratic establishment is against Bernie, blah, blah, blah. And all of that is true. None of that is not true. But what is striking this time around is just how willing the people who think they're above that all and should be able to see through that don't or don't care to anymore. And so you're stuck with the Trump people who are angry, racist, crazy, whatevers, um, or the people who think that they're better than that somehow, but are... (laughs) but really aren't, but aren't that much smarter. They're just sort of a light version of that, a light version of selfishness. Let's put it that way. Well, they still want the status quo, don't they, basically? They still want things to be as they are, but less crazy, as in Trump crazy. So so what, what we had before Trump was still crazy in the, you know, the, the sort of, uh, the sort of domination of the West, you know, militarily, you know, bombing countries all over the world. You know, that's still utter insanity. But it, it, it was it was normalised. And then Trump comes along, and he's so unnormal in that way. He is so out there, there and crazy and um, divisive that people want to go back to that perceived normality, which is in itself an insanity. But people don't see it that way. 
because they, you know, they turn the other way. You know, as people getting bombed in countries and miles away. You know, what, what, you know, what do we care? But then, of course, terrorism happens and it kind of brings it back to their door, doesn't it? But then they bomb even more <laughs> as a reaction to that. The whole sanity carries on and carries on. So now, as we swing along on the pendulum, um, of course, as, as sanely as we can be and as healthy as we can be in that is the best way to be. Uh, but do you think that even that is enough, is, is not enough? I mean, do you think a Jeremy Corbyn and or a Bernie Sanders um, changing the system, giving a revolution, overhauling, but still the system remains and that mind that can always swing back remains – um, do you think that that's just sort of still putting off an inevitable, <laughs> which is the mind has to go the way of the dodo bird, essentially? So, well, so you're saying what? So, so welcome the apocalypse. Uh, I'm saying <laughs> see what I, happens after that. Uh, no, I'm because I I still think that um, you know people need to be as comfortable in that as possible. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if it's an inevitability. Well. <laughs> uh, we either transcend this entire way of being or not. Or do you disagree? Do you think that somebody could come along, fix the system, revolutionize it, and, you know, really, for instance, go after global climate change in a way that works, uh, and we all live happily ever after? Um, probably not. <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, someone like a Jeremy Corbyn or a Bernie Sanders would be a step in the right direction in the short term, but then you've still got the insanity of the whole system, which relies on domination and exploitation. And so, yeah, I mean, do we do we, do we need this apocalypse to happen to destroy everything and build up in a new way? But then that's, I don't know, what does that look like? Well, I think we know what that looks like. We've seen enough movies, haven't we? But, um, <laughs> We're seeing it now. I, Although, know, but, but, I mean, in the movies, like we do a lot better than uh, just uh, shutting yeah, down the entire world complain. because of disease, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's not going to get off the settee. I mean, God, this is really <laughs> this is how we welcome the apocalypse. If, We're seeing them the settee. The flu has knocked out the <laughs> world about it. again. It's crazy. Um, but so I. Well, oh, it isn't. The other thing I wanted to. But we could, yeah, but we could, we could, we could surpass. If we, if we could surpass all that by realizing that this self that we're fighting so hard to hang on to and to fight each other because that self disagrees with this self, or if we could get beyond that and realize that these selves don't exist, we're all we are all conscious awareness behind that, then surely that realization of oneness could change things. You would hope in a way which wouldn't require some kind of physical or you know and spiritual apocalypse. Because, you know, how can you be racist to someone when you know that these selves are just constructs? How can you hate anyone when you know that behind that we are all conscious awareness, so we are all one, we are all the same thing. And these are just, you know, these are just different colour suits we're wearing made out of flesh, <laughs> which we use to, you know, in a physical way to interact physically, and then with these constructed selves to interact emotionally and you know, personally, if we could get if we can get that realization, you know, I think that's where a lot of disease, you know, comes from within because of that. Because the self is so, it's like a, it's like society, Western society sort of hands it on an anvil, you know, especially now, 
you know, with social media where, you know, you know, you've, got to, you know you've got to get likes, you want people to like you, you know, people want to know who you sort of duck face selfies and, you know, getting likes and hits and subscribers and it's all it's all focusing in on the self, which is why you get a lot of, you know, a lot of celebs self-destruct because they're looking for, you know, and they have a lot of plastic surgeries trying to get young because they've got to keep young and keep this image alive. But if they realise that image is just that, a created image, and it, it doesn't matter, then they wouldn't have so much invested. If you invest, invest so much of your um, of your mind, your emotions, and your spirituality in a fake self, then you can't be anything but disappointed or disheartened because it's it's not real. Do you think that? Um well, let me ask you this way. When you look around at the world, knowing what you know or understanding what you understand, uh, as you just said it, um, are you still angry? Are you the same way that you would have been prior to your uh, your awakening or your realization? Yeah, I suppose I'm even more angry in a way because, because you see the even more futility of the way that we're divided against each each other along lines of race, religion, uh, sex, gender, sexual orientation. There, there's always new ways to divide us. And so, yeah, so it so makes it even more angry in a way because you see the ridiculousness of these new ways that are found to divide us. Uh, would you say that your realization was mostly intellectual? No, it was, it was a... No, because it was... Because it was a realization rather than a thought, if you see what I mean. Because you can, you know, it's easy to think, okay, we're all one, blah blah blah, and you can you can think about it as a a thought process and understand that. But that's different to having it awaken as a realization within you. There was a peace that came with that. There was a, a stillness and a silence that came with that, and the feeling of an expanded awareness that came with that. So it's certainly not just like a process of thinking. It wasn't a thought process. It was that opening realization. And did that expansive awareness, uh, does that remain with you? Is that who you are? Or was that an experience and now you're left with knowing? Um, it's kind of a bit of both, really, because it kind of, because at the same time, you know, I still have to you know, make the dinner and get up and do what you have to do during the day. You know, so I live in this, in inverted commas, real world that we've, you know, that we live in. So it's still, you've still got that and having to live your daily life, you know. But I don't know, because I, I go through these phases where I'm, I can be really interested in spiritual stuff and then that might pass and I might be interested in something else a bit more and then I might come back to it and it kind of, sometimes it comes in a phase, but I don't know, this seems a bit, bit different now. It feels like I don't know, because I'm on the verge of something in a way. I had a rather strange dream, which I think is a I feel like a pull back to sort of spiritual things. I feel like a, more like a, a need for it. Not a need. It's kind of like you know, like you need water or food. I feel like there's, there's a need there that needs that needs investigating and needs um, needs attention put on it. So I'm uh, and I think if I don't do that, then it's going to come through in other ways. Like I had this quite a, an intense UFO dream the other night, which was 
I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> well, in the, in the dream, I mean, I don't often have, despite my interest in UFOs and stuff, I rarely get UFO dreams. When I, when I do, there can be quite spectacular things happening in the sky and stuff, but that would be all it is. Um, I've never had a dream with a, an alien in it, or what we perceive as an alien in that kind of face. I've never had that in a dream, which, you, which I would have thought I would do, could be having my interest in it. But anyway, the other night, um, I had this dream, I was looking out my window, and there's this, I saw a black triangle, and it came in past the front of the house, and I was watching it, and going, wow. And it went to the back of the house, so I ran to the back of the house, which suddenly wasn't the real house that I live in. Um, and it had these sort of, uh, sort of French windows, long sort of glass windows, uh, doors, glass doors. And it was in the back garden now, just sort of hovering there, and then it started to go away. And I said, and I said in my mind, in the dream, oh, don't, don't go away, please don't go away, come back. And it came back. And then when it came back, it kind of opened itself as a, um, how to explain it, as if it was something organic. And it's almost like kind of a tentacle of it came through the window. And at the end of that, it was revealed to be an organic, it's almost like a pine, like a pine, um, pine branch with like the needles on it. And I touched that to my third eye and I felt something changing within my head and my heart at the same time. And then I woke up. Hmm. And what was your, what was your reaction to it when you woke up? Again, it was that kind of expanded awareness where everything looks sort of hyper real and it's, it's, that, it's that kind of yeah, stillness again, almost like, hold on a minute. <laughs> There's something, like something's happening here as if it was, as if it did make something happen. As if it, yeah, I kind of suppose I kind of took it to be that it was kind of the, the, the oneness and the spirituality that might have been kind of ignoring for a little while is it's coming out in another way like if you don't put some attention on this it's going to come through in this way anyway so <laughs> put some more attention on it I think yeah, I've kind of got that as the as the message but it feels like something I, don't know, I suppose it just feels like something I'm on the verge of something maybe I don't know something's something's happening things are shifting maybe quite, uh, quite exciting in ways <laughs> <laughs> 